0: Hello and welcome to the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on this Valentine's Day 2024. If I literally have to give you the date, I don't know what to tell about you. I don't know what to say about you. That I don't know what that says about you if you don't know what day Valentine's Day falls on. Also, I would just like to ask who the heck decided that valentine's day was the best day for ash wednesday and for Lent to start uh, why <laughs> why it means easter's in march oh i hate easter in march it's so freaking cold anywho yeah there's my complaint of the day um anywho i hope everybody enjoyed their snow day yesterday around here in new york connecticut new jersey Um, If you're listening, which I do have people who listen outside of New York tri-state area, we had like, you know, um, I got around seven and a half inches here. I got some friends who got like 10, other friends who got nine. So we got between seven and 10 inches around here of snow yesterday. Heavy wet snow. Good packing snow, by the way. My neighbor, she made a little snowman. So that was kind of cute. Uh, But my yesterday was my nephew's birthday. So his wish for his birthday. Was to have an off day of school and a snow day. So he got his wish. And then it cleared up and he went out for his pizza that he wanted to have for his dinner. And he enjoyed himself, which was great. Um, I celebrated with him on Monday. So yesterday was for him to celebrate with his friends and his other friends and um, you know, my brother and stuff. Anywho, today is my sister-in-law's birthday. So she was born on Valentine's Day. So Valentine's to May, Day to me is just her birthday basically. Um I'll get into Valentine's Day later. I have a few things to um to say about that. Anywho, let's talk Rangers hockey, shall we? Alright. So they're on a five game winning streak, which is great to see. Uh, let's review. Before the break. Okay, they had two games before the break. They lost to the Golden Knights five to two. Then they won their next game, 7-2 to two against the Senators. Okay, great. Then they came back from the break, and they beat the Avalanche in overtime, 2-1. to one. Then they won against the Lightning, 3-1. to one. Now, here's the two games that we'll talk about. They held on for freaking-ass dear life and won in overtime against the Blackhawks, which I will get to. And... Then, Monday night, they shut out the Calgary Flames, who are also on a four-game winning streak, to nothing. And then there was talk also that Calgary's goalie signed off on the no-trade clause, and he should, he should have been traded to the Devils, but something transpired between that trade that canceled it which would have been interesting to see. I, I seriously would have been interesting to see how the Devils would have performed if they got him as a goalie. So we we'll have to be on the lookout for him being traded. And for Calgary, I guess, to break up the team. That's my thinking. Okay. It's the trade deadline coming, you know, <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Um, right now, and so the, I'll talk about these games in a second, but so the Rangers... Signed two guys in the offseason, right? Nick Bonito, boy, Nicky Boy, and then Tyler Picklet, both on waivers. So Nick decided he didn't want to go to the Harford Wolf Pack. He wanted to become a free agent. I haven't seen that he's been signed anywhere. Uh, Nick, are you sure you should have done that shit? Like, I understand, like, you don't want to go to the AHL, but like, At least you, A, be playing hockey. B, you have a job. Like sometimes, like I say all the time, athletes' egos, they listen to their ego more than they listen to their mindset. They don't let their mindset encourage them to do things. They let their ego do all the fucking talking, and that's when they screw up. Uh, Okay. And then Tyler Picklets on waivers. So my estimation was correct during the offseason that those two were a waste of space. Why would you sign them to? Like I, Someone said maybe they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Sure, sure, sure. I think that's why we signed Blake Wheeler. Lightning in a bottle. Now, I will say he played pretty darn good last game. But if I have to grade, so if I have to grade him right now i give him a c he still has a passing grade but he's getting close to me giving him a d right now it's a c can he actually maybe get a b plus we'll see um but right now chris drewy gets like a d for the offseason signings the only thing that's keeping him from failing is that he signed jonathan quick who's been outstanding, and I hope to God they re-sign him for next season. I'm thinking ahead. I hope to God they re-sign him for next season. He should be here next season. I don't think our, our guys in the HL are ready yet to come up. I don't think Dylan G is ready. I don't think he's ready to be a backup permanently on, on, for, in, in the NHL. I think he needs another year in the HL which is not a bad thing. Like people don't understand that. I've seen a lot of being, uh, tweets from people, well, why don't we start like Adam Enstrom? And why don't we start like, you know, Othman? And why didn't we bring up like Adam Zakora? And why don't we do this and that? And why is this guy still down there? It's perfectly fine and acceptable to have your young guys start in the AHL and give them room to grow and give them space to grow. Every athlete develops on their timeline. They don't develop on your timeline, you fans. Hello? They don't give a shit about, your, the, about the fan base and about your timeline and about what your unrealistic expectations are. And I've seen some really bad, like, unrealistic expectations. Even the expectations that you have for Kako, even expectations you have for Laffy and for Miller are really unrealistic. And you have to remember, with every single sport, there are two things that help athletes develop. The way that the coaching staff approaches developing developing young players, number one, and number two, the young player's mindset. Those are two most important parts of developing young talent. If you don't have both, you ain't going to have nothing. Because look at how Laffy's been used in the past. And look at how he's been used now. Look at the difference. Coaching matters. When people tell me, oh, well, coach doesn't make a difference in hockey. Uh, but the coaching staff makes a huge difference. And I think this coaching staff right now, I give them a B plus Because I think they've really made a huge difference. Now, I still believe that... Panarin, Bred, and Laffey should be the, literally the first line. And Mika Kreider should be moved down to the second line. Now, they're testing Brendan Offman on the right wing in Hartford. I expect him to come up and be the right wing for this team and be on that line. Then you have a legit first line. I mean, Kreider and Mika haven't been doing Kreider and Mika things like you expect them to do, and they are the core members of this team, and they should be producing, but you can't tell me that they're not trying, and you can't tell me that they don't want to be successful, because you see them trying every single game. You do. I see them. I see you trying every single game. That's all that, that matters to me. Effort is there. They want to be successful now. But they don't have that right mix on that line. And the right mix equals the right chemistry. And if you don't have the right chemistry on that line, you're not going to be successful on that line. That's why the Panarin, Trochek, and Laffey line is working so well because they have so they have such good chemistry. And I'm gonna say this, even that third line. I believe Goodrow was on that line. It was Goodrow, uh, Cooley, and Brodinski. They have a really awesome chemistry. I mean, Brodinski and and Cooley, I think, have a really great chemistry. And the fourth line is not too bad. It's not over the top, but I mean, Jimmy Vesey has been really good on that line. I think that's his line. I'm going to call that the Vesey line. Or the VC line, however you want me to pronounce it. I think that's his line. And I think he's created chemistry with whoever he's played with on that line. And he's done a really awesome job with that. Now, and the play he made last game to get the empty net goal is how you should play every game. That aggressive. See now, And I like seeing Igor be aggressive. He got a penalty, so what? I don't really care. I don't care. I love and laugh. has been aggressive. You need that aggression out there. You need to be aggressive. That's what's been missing from this team is the grit and the aggressiveness. It's not the skill. The skill has not been missing. They all have skill. Even Kako has skill. All right? For all you people. Now, the skill is there. But like I've always said, mind, it. mindset is 90%. Skill is 10%. That's how you play. And if the mindset's not there, it doesn't make a difference what your skill level is. It ain't going to change. Now, with the Blackhawks game. All right, so Eric Guss, Guff, Guff, Gufferson. God, I never can pronounce last names right. All right, no, so if he, he doesn't tie up or defend Nick Folingo in front, Nick Folingo is the one that scored that third goal the second goal, to make it then 3-2. Then Keandre Miller doesn't tie up or defend Jason Dickinson in front, and that was the tying goal. So there was 3-3. Then they had to go to overtime. So the Rangers' net front defending with the lead has to be better than that. You guys have to do better than that. And here's also my other point. Every time this year the Rangers have had a lead, they have sat back. They have never gone full throttle every minute of the game for 60 straight minutes. They they either a start too slow in the first period and look like they're sleep skating and they have no idea what they're doing and they're breaking their defense is breaking up. The neutral zone is terrible. They're letting guys in through the neutral zone with ease. They're they're trying to make cross-eyed passes in the neutral zone. They're getting give, they're they're giving they're giving them takeaways. They're not getting they're not they're not performing. That's my point. The whole like mostly the first period of, of games. The second period they kind of start waking up, and then the third period has been their best period for the last couple games. It's been the third period where they all of a sudden oh my god we're playing and they woke up. Let's wake up. So the ch- like I've said before this whole entire year, the championship mindset is very hard. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to grasp number one, but it's not it's not possible to do it all sixty minutes if you want to be successful, see, like if you want to win. Sometimes I feel as though they just go out there and go through the motions of certain games that they played. Like against the Golden Knights, for example, they were just going through motions. They didn't give a shit. They did not care about winning that game. They they did not. And you can tell just by the way that they're skating and the way they're making mental mistakes. And especially cross-eyed passing in the neutral zone is like a no-no. Um, and they do that. And then their power play looks like shit because all it is is passing, 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 passing. Let's pass here. Let's pass there. Oh, a beautiful pass here. Now, I will say. Adam Fox can do whatever he wants out there. He, he's like a magician with the puck. He knows when to be patient and then make a pass. He knows when to make a pass and he makes very slick, smooth passes. That being said in the power play, I don't need to see that type of shit on the power play. The power play should be literally three passes and shoot. Not even three, maybe two. Pass, pass, shoot. Because the more you shoot in front and you get garbage goals, the better you're going to be. There's always deflections. There's always maybe hitting a defender and having it go behind the goalie. I mean, there's so many different opportunities that can transpire if you just throw the puck to the net on the power play. I don't really grasp the concept of you guys going out there making four or five passes, then getting the puck intercepted and then they're throwing and then they're they're throwing it down and then you waste about 25 seconds of your power play by making five to six straight passes without a shot on goal. The whole point of the power play is to score, am I right? (laughs) Hello? It's not to look, oh, no one, I'm going to tell you this, no one's going to give a shit. If you make the perfect pass on the power play and then score a goal, they're going to go, oh my God, look at that pass. I mean, they'll mention it like for one second. But the goal is the thing that's going to count and matter. The power the penalty kill is fine. You guys are like, awesome on that. The power play I'm concerned with. Because you guys just look like you're overthinking out there. Again, mindset. What happens? What, what's my whole saying? When you overthink, you stink. When you're out there having fun, that's when you get things done. Because you're not thinking. You're just out there playing like pond hockey. If you can think that in terms of your power play, your power play is going to get so much better. But right now you're overthinking every, like everything you do on that power play, you're overthinking. You're overthinking passing. You're overthinking when to pass. You're thinking how to pass. You're thinking when to shoot. You're thinking in terms of, I don't know what else in terms of your thinking, but it just looks like there's so much overthinking going on that power play. When you guys don't think about it and you just do it and you just make a couple passes and then you shoot the puck, that's what you need to do. I think and more so, you need to have more shots on goal during a power play than passes. More shots than passes. And the unit that I would love to see out there would be Fox, Kreider. Crider, Mika, Panarin, and Laffy. Like, that's the unit I would love to see together. Why is Wheeler on the power play? Get him off. He's too freaking slow. Why is Truba on a power I think I've seen Truba too. He's slow, too. Get him off. He does not believe. No, put Schneider. If you're going to put another defenseman on the power play, put Schneider on the power play. Or, Gu- or Gus on the power play. At least faster. So, I mean, my second power play unit then would be Trochek, Brodinski, Goodrow, Vessi, no, Cooley, sorry, Cooley, and then Gus or Schneider, depending, like either or. I think that would be a great second power play unit. Like, Truba is best on the penalty kill. That's what he does best. Him with Lindy, they they work so well together on the penalty kill. Keep them together on the penalty kill. They should be a unit together on the penalty kill. But Truba should not be anywhere near the power play. Neither should Wheeler. They're slow as molasses. And yes, I left Kako out. I don't think he should be on the power play unit. I think the way that Cully and Brodinsky oh my god, Cooley and Brodinski work well together, they should have a chance to be on power play too. And then you add Trocheck in there, who's great on taking face-offs, along with Goodrow, in case Vinny gets kicked out, you have somebody else to come in to take a face off. And then you either put Schneider or Gus as your defenseman on the power play unit at the head, the point. Of the power play, um, my phone always goes off when I'm busy. You ever notice that? Like when you're doing something. Yes, this is my life. Um, okay, thank you. Goodbye. Uh, okay, Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, but I think that's what's missing. Are the are certain pieces of the power play too? Because you have pieces in there that shouldn't be in there. Willis really should not be anywhere on the power play. trooper shouldn't be in there. You get rid of those two and then you create a unit that can really work well together. I mean, Mika's great at taking face-offs. So you have Mika obviously on, um, on power play one. And then if if anything goes a wire, I mean, you can always have Panarin take a face-off if you need to. I, I can't see Kreider taking face-offs. nor can I see... Um, Laffy taking a face off or, or a box. But on the power play unit number two, you have two great guys that can take a face off if needed. You have Goody and you have Trocek. And I like having Will together with Johnny. I think they have a lot of chemistry, and that's what you want on the power play. Now, Igor. I love seeing the fans' tweets for the past, like, week and a half. The first whole entire week, oh, we need to trade Igor. He's not Igor that we know. We need to trade him. Lily, there are some fans out there that said we had to trade him. They're drunk. Um, you know, not supporting him, telling them that he stinks, and telling him he's not the same Igor, and blah, blah, blah. And then the same fucking assholes that are not supporting Igor when he's just trying to work through whatever he's working through, come out and go, oh, my God, Igor's back. Oh, my God, what a great game. Oh, Igor was deserving of that. Oh, shut up. God, I am sick and tired. Sick and tired of your shit. This fan base is so exhausting. Here's an idea and a concept. How about you support a fucking player when they're struggling? instead of wanting to trade them because they're not living up to your unrealistic expectation that they can't fucking struggle. It's okay for an athlete to struggle because, ready, they're human. They're just like you and me. They're human. They're going to struggle. But not supporting a player because he's struggling shows how fucking stupid you are. You're not a fan. A true fan supports the player and the team when they have downs and when they have ups. You can't just be a fan and support a team when everything's going great. When everything's coming up roses, you can't just show up. And that's what half this fan base does. On Twitter, my God, you are so exhausting. Oh, We got to trade this guy, or we're going to trade this guy, or maybe now the reason that we put this guy on waivers is because now we're going to trade for this guy. I will tell you this I will throw, I will have a gasket, <laughs> I will have a conniption if we're trading for Frankie Verano, Frankie V again for Toronto. Why we didn't resign him in the offseason? Why maybe they didn't want to resign him? I don't need Tyler Mott part three with another player. And throwing and giving away a pick, which a draft pick is important. And some players that we still need on this team for lightning in a bottle part two. Okay. I don't think this team needs to trade anybody. I think they have the pieces in Hartford. Bring up Offman. Thank goodness now Adam gets his chance. Adam E. I don't know. I have to to think of a nickname for him. He gets his chance to be on line number four now. But you have other people in this system, other athletes in this system that deserve their chance. Bring them up. Let them play. The problem has always been the core of this team, the core of this team and their mindset. Now, I have no problem with Mika. I will say I think Mika has a really down-to-earth realistic mindset. Does he have the championship mindset? No. He needs to little he needs to level up. I think Chris Kreider's mindset needs to change 180%. Because he's always carrying around baggage from previous years with him. And He never releases that shit. You gotta release that shit and start fresh. You can't keep thinking about, well, last year we did this and then the previous year we got this close and then I have a chip here and I have a pit here in my stomach. Oh my God, shut up. That's not the championship mindset. He's got to change his mindset. You got, you got um Truba, part of the, uh, he's part of the core to me. But part of the core is like, and Panarin. The players that have been here for at least more than three years, more than three, more than four are the core. Now, I'll say this again. I think Ryan Lindgren should have been the captain of this team. I'm sorry. Now, this has nothing to do with my beef with Jacob Truba. This just is Ryan Lindgren talks like a fucking captain. Like I heard him talking to Michelle Zingris before the um, Calgary game. And I'm like, holy shit. Do you hear him, like, how he talks about the team and about what the team needs to do to accomplish goals? That's how a captain talks. When I hear Jacob trooper talk, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? He doesn't even know how to speak about things. First of all, he never takes accountability. Every captain needs to take accountability for how their team plays because you are in charge of the team. He does not have that ability. Someone, please, can we whisper in his ear about what to say and what not to say? And can we not say all the stupid fucking cliches? Because I'm dumb, and the Mika does the same thing. Mika, Kreider, Foxy, um, he's part of the core too. Goodrow, part of the core. They all say the same shit. We're done hearing the same shit. Come up with something. Come up with something new. I like though how Mika said. They know they're overthinking. Well, if you know you're overthinking on the power play, it's time to level up and change your mindset. Then you won't be overthinking. Change it. Change your mindset. That's what's important. You have to change your mindset. So I'm going to give you an affirmation that you should say to yourself before you play tomorrow. All right. Let me think. Let me have, what's one of them? Okay. How about, I can overcome my obstacles. Because you're going to have obstacles. As you are on this path right now towards trying to keep in position to be first overall in your division and to stay on course with trying to get first overall, You're going to have obstacles. It's okay for things to not go your way. It's okay to be discouraged. It's okay to not quit. Pivot and try again. Every attempt brings you one step closer. Every step you have takes you one, one part closer. But you guys can't give up. And half the time, sometimes on the ice, you guys look like you do give up. Um... I maintain strength, clarity, and peace of mind. When you're out there, you have to know what you're doing. You have to have strength. A clear mind leads to better judgment, leads to better outcomes. So you need to go into the game tomorrow with a clear head, a clear mind, knowing that that's going to lead you to a better outcome. Think about, so this, is, this is how you have to do it. You have to think about what is holding you back. From breaking through. Certain players, there's some things that are holding you guys back. What is holding you back? Break the habit of uncontrolled thinking. Break that habit. Some of you, you have that habit. Um, and let me see another one. What's another? Okay. I will always hold my head up high. I will always hold my head up high. Set high standards for yourself. Self-confidence comes from within. Hold yourself to the highest standard, even when you think no one's watching. Because you are always watching. I think sometimes you guys forget that. I think for the most part, I think that's what happens. You guys forget that people... The most important thing is to make yourself happy. Not everybody else around you, but to make yourself happy and make yourself proud as to how you accomplish your goals and whatever your goals are. Maybe you have a goal that you want to score a goal each game or you want to get an assist each game or you want to get a hit each game or you want to get a block shot each game. Whatever your personal goal is, it's okay to have personal goals because your personal goal will eventually help the team be successful, part of the championship mindset. And I'll do one more. Focus on the process. I focus on action to create the life I want. Results often have very little to do with the goals you set, but have everything to do with the process. So yes, set goals, but don't have them set in stone. Follow the process. Be open to the process. Be open to what's happening. So many times I find like athletes don't understand that. They don't grasp that everything in life is a process. Fans don't understand that no matter what anyway. Um, you know, Results will come. Don't be so hard on yourself. I think that's where the overthinking comes into play because you guys end up being so hard on yourself that you put more pressure on yourself to be successful. Kako is a perfect example of that. I think he puts way too much pressure on himself to, to live up to these unrealistic expectations that people have of him. Who fucking gives a shit what people think of you? The most important thing is what you think of yourself and how you carry yourself. Don't think about what anybody else thinks. Who cares? You're the one out there. And I'll just do this. One, one more, one more. I feel confident in every situation. No matter if you guys are up two to one, you're down two to one, you're up four to two, you're down four to two. Always feel confident in your situation. Feel good about the path that you're on. Keep in mind, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, if you made it this far, think about that. Look at how far you've come don't just look at it as you have this much more to go. I think we look at everything as like a whole. And we look at, oh, well, we still have this much more to go. We're not even there yet. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Look at it from a different perspective. Be proud of where you got right now, where you are, that you're still in first place. You have not come out of first place. You are still in first place. You've had controversy, you've had adversity, you've had to fight through things, you've had injuries, and yet you're still in first place. Be proud of that. And let that carry you. That's big dog mentality, by the way. That's big dog mentality. Now, switching gears. I'm going to talk about Valentine's Day quick and social media quick for all those at home that need to learn some things about social media since, you know, I'm the queen of social media <laughs> and I own my company that is related to social media. So I'm going to tell you a couple, a couple things that are here that I think you're going to freak out. So Instagram, Instagram is trying something new. I don't believe that they're doing this shit. <laughs> I I I can't believe Instagram is doing this shit. They are limit. They're limiting how many hashtags you are going to be allowed to use in a post. For those that don't know what hashtags are, they're a the little thing that has the dollar sign. Not the dollar sign. The um. Oh my God, what sign is that? The tic tac toe sign. I call it the tic tac toe. Um, board game. Yes, the tic tac toe sign is the hashtag. Um, hashtags. those that don't know they are are like little phone directories like in the old days people would look at a phone book or ask your parents um they would have to use a phone book to look up shit that's what a hashtag is it's mostly for people to look up stuff on social to get to what they want to find so instagram has for the longest time told us that they want only us to use maybe seven tops of hashtags, but five is the minimum. Like between three and five is what I always tell my clients. Use between three and five. Well, guess what? They must've heard me because Instagram is now limiting the number of hashtags some users can add to their posts. So they're testing this out. Five being the maximum number of tags you can include in a single post, which makes some sense. They're putting limits on the number of tags you can use per post on threads as well. So they're getting this, like this little sign will pop up that says you use too many hashtags. Um, So the purpose, I think, here, the logic behind this is they they want to regulate spammers who target popular hashtags so if you get a hashtag for example i'll use the coffee hashtag because it's like the easiest one to use if you hashtag coffee it will tell you underneath that post underneath that hashtag how many people use that hashtag so i will be like 12 million people you know they give you a number um and that's what spammers then go and they they attack the hashtags um i don't know how effective this is going to be but they're going to limit the discovery value of hashtag posts within comments or comments, not replies, added by the creator. If anything like this were also enacted, it would make it a bigger consideration. So limiting the use of tags could also be another sign that hashtags simply aren't as valuable as they once were, which, oh my God, hello, I've only been saying that for like the past year. <laughs> it's about time like this, this uh, app realized that and people realized that shit hashtags are not the same they don't have the same value as they did maybe like five years ago and so many people use them now i use hashtags but i i know which ones to use and which ones not to um and how many so i always say between three and five three minimum max five so if you're on instagram and you're using hashtags that's that's the stat that's what you need to do now um there's another strategy that they are telling me to do but we'll figure that out we'll figure that strategy out as we go but that's like the social media thing now it being valentine's day um if you got my book relationship impossible in the book i talk about relationships and social media right so i will tell you this Remember, it's not the actual social media that ruins relationships. People who don't respect relationship boundaries do. A cigarette and embrace after sex has quickly been replaced with a scroll through social media. Men and women are guilty of reaching for their phone and basking in the glow of their screen rather than the afterglow of sex. Um, As said by a sex therapist to me when I interviewed her for this book. Um, Okay, so the easiest rule I have is this one. Use real world boundaries on social media. Imagine that your social media behavior is happening in person. Would you make that comment or send that message with your partner watching? If you wouldn't do it in the real world, don't do it online. With social media and dating comes the world of snooping and the feelings of jealousy that social media brings to any relationship. If you feel the need to snoop on your partner's social media pages, then there's a bigger conversation that you need to have about your lack of trust in the relationship or your feelings of insecurity. I have heard couples sharing passwords and stuff, but is that really necessary? If you don't trust them right off the bat, then why are you with them in the first place? Social media is important for many reasons these days, business-wise and personal, but when we get into a relationship, we need to make sure that we have the social media conversation. Here are three things that can either make or break a relationship thanks to social media. One, if your ex from three years ago can make a point to creepily watch every single one of your Instagram stories like clockwork, then it goes without saying that your current partner should be doing the same two special occasions like birthdays, anniversaries, Valentine's Day are definitely days to acknowledge and a nice way for you to see that they're proud of your relationship. Will the Ranger players actually do a post? Not a fucking story, not a story. I don't know how many times Vincent Trochuk will do a story, Adam Fox will do a story. I'll do, um, who else will do a story? A couple other players on that team will do a fucking little story with their woman in the story. Now, on your fucking feed, okay get it straight that means that shows that you're proud of your woman are you proud of the woman you have truba never posts anything about kelly i mean like literally he's not fucking proud of her (laughs) hello truba jacob yo instead of posting your dogs why don't you post your woman just a little hint I, i i don't no one cares about your dogs you care about your dogs but no one gives a shit Host Kelly. You should be fucking proud of her. You know how hard it is to become a doctor and to be a woman, which I will get to in that post in a minute. Go through each other's social media timelines together and show off who you're friendly with in real life and who's who online are your quote online friends. Be open about what you do online right off the bat. This saves face later on. Have you ever okay? And then I talk about depression because there are people who are depressed and they post things to make themselves look happy. When they're miserable. Um, social media is a place where you can meet some really great people and some really creepy ones all on the same day. You can create online friendships and business partners just as you can create a love story from time to time. But remember that people you have met online are still strangers, no matter how long you've been talking to them or how friendly they are. So how can you know who to trust and who you can't trust? He or she must respect you in all aspects meaning that that person knows the limitations of your relationship a few big no-nos are stalking you in social media profiles harassing you with spam messages or asking you for very personal information a major red flag to look out for is someone you meet on facebook instagram or twitter or x or any oh my god any other platform start to ask you for money there's a good chance that he or she is not trustworthy and just looking to scam you. Remember, those who choose to hide behind their screens are not to be trusted. And I will tell you, it's true. Especially people on Twitter who are not held accountable for what they say about other people. You know, we all have haters, we all have trolls. Don't mind them. When you trigger them, just leave it alone. Let them be triggered because that just shows you how insecure and jealous and envious of you they are when they're triggered. That is completely a true statement, I will tell you. And speaking of that, how many people, how many men, how many men, how many men are triggered by Taylor Swift with with Travis Kelsey? There's a guy that shows you how it's done. He's not afraid to be, like, so proud of his woman who is richer than he is, makes more money, has bigger fan base than him, is more successful, really, than him. I mean, yes, he has Super Bowl rings. But let's just be real. She's, she's, She's more successful than he is in every aspect of life. And he's like, that's my girl. That's the kind of relationship you want. When guys are telling us, oh, my God, another Taylor Swift sighting, ugh, can't stand it. First of all, you got to see it in twofold. The NFL is using her. Yes, definitely using her to make more money. Without a doubt, that's marketing. But two, it's because look who she is. And then the next one is Brittany Mahomes. I love that girl. I love that girl. She is not afraid to tell you how it is. She keeps it real. She keeps it real. Good for her that she's on the swimsuit issue of, of, um, of Sports Illustrated. Good for her. She earned that shit. And I've read, like, some tweets yesterday, like, people are like, oh, my God. She can't be a model. Look at her face. What's wrong with her face? Her face is perfectly fine. She's a normal-looking girl. See, everybody on social is so used to seeing people use filters to make themselves quote unquote look better because they're insecure about their looks. If you're using a fucking filter to make yourself look better, you're you are an insecure person. And you are afraid to post who you really are. Always keep it real on social. I love seeing when people keep it real and they they're they're not full of that fake shit. I mean we all have curves. We all have cellulite we all have parts of our body that we don't like. Keep it real. Be proud of who you are. And I think that should be the message that we should be sending to young people. Be proud of who you are. Don't You don't need to use these, these, um, these filters on Instagram and these filters on TikTok and then Photoshop and all these different... Why? Be proud of who you are. And I think a lot of times guys get jealous of those girls who are not afraid to keep it real, number one, who are not afraid to be successful in times of turmoil because we can see how sports are. Men still want it to be a, quote, men's club. Okay? And you see how the NHL promotes itself, which I'll get to right now again. So the the other day, I have to find the tweet the other day. Let's go on X. Let's go on X. X, X, X. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I will. I have to scroll to find it because I'm going... Oh, first of all, um, Fanatics is, like, a messed up. Why the NHL went with Fanatics is fine. So this guy on um, Twitter posted he tried to get the the jersey devil jersey for the um the outdoor game which is this weekend and he goes an item in your and they go an item in your order cannot be fulfilled you can't get the jersey it's out of stock how do you have it out of stock this is this is why they're marketing they have no idea how to market first of all i said last podcast i'll repeat myself they should have re- released these in december you do the third jersey in november you do the outdoor game in December, so people have more time to then um, order in time for the game, and then you have be able to refill and restock in January when they're all sold out. I mean, they don't know how to do marketing. Um, do 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 do. Hold on, I'm getting it. Um. Okay. And then another podcast. With three guys, one, two, three, and a girl. I don't know who this other one is. Or maybe that's a guy. I don't know. But there's a clip where they tell the Columbus Blue Jackets player, Patrick Lane, to kill himself because he took some time to himself for mental health. Now, I will get into mental health in a second. Ready? Here's my thing on mental health. The NHL unfortunately, has used mental health as a cop-out for the players who are accused of sexual assault. Calgary Flames used it for their player, Dylan. Dylan Dubé. They used it for him. The Jersey Devils used it for Michael McLean. McLean, whatever his name is. Player number one, actually, in that lawsuit. And then everybody else used it as well. So if you're going to tell me that you care about mental health with these athletes, you can't use it as a cop-out. And I think that's why some, at, some fans are getting really annoyed with seeing the players leave for personal reasons for mental health. Now, mental health is a very – you hear me talk about the championship mindset. Obviously, if they're having some mental health problems, they don't have the championship mindset. And they're letting all the outside stuff and the pressure of being an athlete get to them. And it happens. Regular folks have pressure too. You have teachers who get burnt out. You get cops who get burnt out. You have lawyers, doctors who get burnt out. You have people on Wall Street that have pressure on them and they get burnt out. Everybody's allowed, okay, everybody's allowed to have those feelings. We find, I find like people think that athletes are like robots, they're people, Patrick's a person. Maybe he's a little too overwhelmed with the situation and he needs to take some time and step back and refocus, which is perfectly acceptable. So I'm gonna say this, it takes a very strong man to admit his weakness an even bigger man to ask for help. It takes a bigger man, it takes a really strong man to admit that he's wrong and make and fess up to a mistake and that he should have handled situations better. See, boys hide behind their screens and boys hide simply when they, they can't live up to what they just screwed up with. Like, they don't want to admit that they screwed up because, like I said, their ego does all the fucking talking and they don't want to bruise their own ego. But I think Patrick Lane is a very big de- – I think mean, he's a man. He's a real man for admitting, you know what, I need to step away. I need to take some time to myself. And these dodo birds, these freaking morons on this podcast should be so fucking ashamed of themselves for saying that he should just commit suicide. I've had friends commit suicide. I've had hi- – a girl once went to high school commit suicide too. Close friends have. It's one of the worst things that you can ever, A, think about, B, go through. So if you're, if you right now are in that position where you don't think you're worth it, you're worth it. You're worth it. You matter. You're important. Don't let other people determine your future. Don't let other people determine how you feel about yourself. Because that's what haters and trolls on social do and even in this podcast that's what they do in turn they're insecure about themselves they're jealous they're envious that's in turn what they're doing don't allow them to be successful in that attempt number 1 okay number 2 in this in this video hold on i have to find it i hopefully i can find it in time before i have to end this um So the NHL, okay, the NHL public relations put this thing, Jacob Chuba is making a positive impact to lives of people with epilepsy through the program he created called the Chuba Creative Expression Art Program. Um, Hi, yo, his wife Kelly's a doctor. She's in the fucking photo. You can't mention his wife, nor can you mention the therapist who's in the video. So. Here they have this and it says the ranger's captain plays a large role within the community through supporting blah 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 um hosting children blah blah blah, blah 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 and then um and then oh it's run by a professional art therapist who's the art therapist she's a woman she's in this picture with him who is it but then again i'm not surprised because They don't acknowledge. The NHL does not acknowledge women. Ever. They don't acknowledge women. Kelly needs her due. She's a doctor. She's probably explained all this shit to Jacob. You think Jacob knows this? All Jacob knows is throwing his body into a canvas. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Start acknowledging women. And the NHL did not acknowledge women on Women's International Sports Day and Women in Sports Day, the NHL did not acknowledge women. There goes their culture of sexism. So when I tell you there's sexism in hockey, don't give me that I'm wrong. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Cause, ah, uh, hi, still waiting to hear from Jacob. Hi, hey Jacob, how's it going? Admit you're wrong. Admit you handled it wrong. That's all you have to do. Say, you know what? Oh my God, I handled this situation wrong. I should have done this. I should have done that. Make it fucking right if you have the guts. But then again, you're just a boy, not a man. No. Ryan Lindgren's the man. He should have been captain of this team, not you. Ryan Lindgren would have made things right. I can tell you if he was captain and I reached out to him, I guarantee you he would have made things right guarantee 150 percent you on the other hand no you're all about your ego all about your fucking ego that's why like part of me wants them to win the Stanley Cup and part of me doesn't because I don't want to see Jacob Chuba be having to lift up the Stanley Cup I'm sorry not as captain I want him to win the Stanley Cup yes But I have, I have reserve, reservations. I don't know how Kreider would have been as captain. I don't know how Mika would have been. I don't know how Brad would have been. Um, but I know how Ryan would have been. And I will always support Ryan no matter what. No matter what. Even if he goes to another team after this year, if they don't, first of all, the Rangers will be fucking stupid if they don't even offer him an extension. Fucking stupid if they don't offer him an extension. He deserves that extension. He, like people say, I, still, I see fans tweet about him. He's the heart and soul of this team. He's the heart and soul of the defense. He is captain material. He's more captain material than Adam Fox and Alexi Lafreniere. For the, the other two that get mentioned, that they can be future captains. Ryan Linguaid is captain material. Always has been and always will be. And hopefully one day he gets his due. Because he fucking deserves that shit. And now that my rant is over. Um, so have a great rest of your week. I hope those that go to the stadium games have an awesome time. I um, hope if you ordered your jerseys, you actually get them. <laughs> oh, my God. And. Um, I have my book is released as a PDF if you want the championship mindset now you can go on my teachers paying teachers storefront um, the link is on my Instagram account which is bring it on 23 underscore 23 if you want to go there be my guest go there and you can download the championship mindset book it's a PDF um, the paperback is coming probably in another couple weeks I just have to do a few things tweaks to it to make it a paperback and that's about it that is about it have a wonderful day and remember let's do I'll do one last affirmation for the championship mindset ready let's see I don't want that one I want I will not let failure stop me from my goals. I will step up to the plate. I will swing for the fences. I will. You may strike out a lot, but you're also going to hit home runs. Try something new today. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't stay in your comfort zone. Try something new today. Repeat this until it becomes second nature. When you do that, that's how you start developing the championship mindset. Get out of your comfort zone. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you push it aside? What is something you've always wanted to do? Take the leap and do it today. Take the leap. Be ready and open for new doors and new exciting adventures. Because that's what life is. You're not living unless you do that. You're too afraid to live if you can't get out of your comfort zone. And you can't try something new. And you can't just take that risk and take that leap. That's what life is. Bye.